prayers for your day. This is Danita, and today is Friday, June the 18th, 2021, TGIF. As always, I thank God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that you have been divinely connected to for such a time as this. Today is Friday, and on Fridays, you know, we do things a little bit differently. And so we're just going to talk about the power of sacrifice. So why am I talking about sacrificing um, on today? Well, I'll tell you, I just got off of a con- – I, I just finished up with the conversation uh, with my daughter, and I think that everything that happens in the natural – we can apply it to the spiritual because it impacts the spiritual. Um, so on this week, I know we've been talking about plan, I mean, praise, expect, and prepare. And in that process, it has a lot to do with sacrificing. And I'm going to t- tell you how I'm going to tie it all in together. So uh, as I, I talk to my children a lot and um, – and I talked to them about, you know, sacrificing and how sometimes there are things that will be required of you that you may not want to do, but you will need to do those things in order to get the results that you want. So as I was talking to my daughter, and she's in college, one of the things that we had a conversation about was sacrificing for school. I have two daughters, and they are different as night as night and day. My oldest daughter is very sociable, uh, very much an extrovert, likes to do things, very friendly and personable, uh, and all of those things. Good student, um, and her studies sometimes is not her primary focus. Now, she is disciplined in her studies. But, again, she's more or less a social butterfly. My youngest child is very much introverted, Um, not as sociable, um, very much to herself, will get her her work done, does what she needs to do. Uh, She has to be pushed a little bit more to get her work done by herself, but she does get it done. And when she does it, she does well in that. So as I was talking to my daughter, the oldest one who's in college, one of the things that I, that I've seen and I've noticed about my oldest child throughout her years of schooling is that she wants to work because she wants to be independent. She wants to buy her own things and do her own thing. Also, she wants to um, – she is getting a degree in uh, biology and – even though, you know, biology is her strength or science is her strength, you know, it is still difficult. You can you can be strong in something and still have challenges in it. So she wants to work, she wants to go to school, and she wants to have a social life, right? And one of the things that I've talked to her about and I've tried to instill in her is that, There comes a time in everyone's life where 
you have to make choices and you have to choose what is important to you and what is important to you now at this moment. Now, her dad and I ensure that she has uh, our apartment bills, or so her bills are paid. We He takes care of her uh, all of her vehicle expenses in terms of her insurance, in terms of <clears throat> her um, license plates, all of those things. He, he takes care of that, right? So she doesn't have to worry about that. And and I send her, you know, money. Uh, he sends her money. And so the working that she chooses to do really is just because she chooses to do it, right? Not that there aren't things that she wants, but we really handle all of her needs. Um, and so that's key there. So now let me... But but it okay. But in this process, what I've noticed about my daughter, when I've tried to tell her, you can't do it all. You can't do it all. She will, uh, and I'm just gonna be real. If I can be real this morning, she will basically uh, ignore me to a degree. She's she's not uh dis. Well, I'm not gonna say she's not dis disrespectful, but she get an attitude. Now she won't really talk disrespectfully, uh, but, it, you know, in a way, if, if we check her, she'll get it together real quick, but, you know, she she will come back with the, you know, I'm grown, and technically she is grown, you know, but I have to remind her, however, we're still doing and taking care of you, and I think every parent uh, goes through that one time or another if you have children. That's just how children are, um, but, in that in, in that aspect, everything that I have tried to teach her and I've tried to tell her is for her good. And I have said to her, look, I am not trying to stop you from having a social life. I'm not trying to stop you from working. You know, I'm not trying to say that you can't do all the things that you want to do in your career, and what I am saying is that sometimes you have to sacrifice, you have to have balance, so if you want to work, work, and go to school, you know, if you want to have a social life, have a social life, and go to school, but all three right now is just too much for you, so now, in the situation of, you know, this is your last year, your senior year, and you have to sacrifice. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it because you're coming out in May. So how are you going to make this happen? Now, let's look at that spiritually. Let's think about that spiritually. And I'm going to go over everything I just said and how we sometimes in the natural treat our Heavenly Father the same way. The Lord has given each of us instruction. What are the instructions, Danita? The instructions are the Bible, the Word of God. He tells us how we are to move in the earth. How, you know, he gave us the Ten Commandments, right? And I understand that we no longer live under the law. 
We're not under the law any anymore. But I will tell you today, the verse of the day says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love. Love your neighbor as yourself is a way to fulfill the entire law. But let me get back to this. So, the Lord has given us instructions how to deal with people, what to ask him for in terms of wisdom and understanding, right? When things don't go our way, instead of flying off the handle, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not into thine own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. When people come against us, you know what I'm saying? Be still and know that I am God, right? Know that I, that God will fight for you. God has, and so therefore you don't have to open your mouth. You don't have to, you know, to raise a fuss. Husbands and wives, submit to yourself one to another. God has given us all the instruction we need to live a life that is not free from trials of tribulation, but can I tell you this, minimize trials and tribulations. Do you believe that? I believe that. I believe that if we follow the word of God, it, it will not eliminate trials and tribulations, but I do believe it will minimize trials and tribulations. Why do I say that? Remember I say all the time the preacher that said, that sin, that not all suffering, not all suffering is a result of sin, but all sin leads to suffering. Sacrifice. So God has given us everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness. That's the word. I've given you everything you need pertaining to life and godliness, life, life, the world that we live in today. God has given us everything we need in the book. God is the living word. The living word is the book. So in God, in the word, is everything that we need, how to manage relationships, how to deal with things on the job, how to get a financial breakthrough, everything we need pertaining to life and godliness, and it's going to cost us something, and her degree is going to cost her something, and being married is going to cost you something, if that's what you desire, and being the CEO of a company or being an entrepreneur is going to cost you something. And, and being a parent is going to cost you something. We have to learn how to sacrifice for the things that we want. If you want a closer relationship with God, it does not come without sacrifice. It does not come without sacrifice. 
Why? Because you have to make time for that relationship, just like you make time for everything else. When you are meeting someone new and, you know, uh, you want them to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend or, you know, you want a new job, it, it takes time to search for jobs that you're interested in and jobs that you qualify for. It takes time to do that. It takes time to write letters of intent. It takes time to update your resume. It takes time to go on the interview, right? Time. Why? Because you want the job and you understand what it takes to get the job. When you go back to school, it takes time, time to create a schedule, time to get your books, time to study, time to go to class. It takes time. Why? Because you want that degree. To be a Christian, it takes time. It takes time to be in relationship with God because it is a two-way relationship. It takes time to read the Word. It takes time to go into your prayer closet. It takes time to feed your spirit, just like it takes time to feed your flesh. It's about sacrifice. And it is about obedience. Why am I bringing up obedience? Because in sacrifice, there is a level of obedience. In everything that we do, there is a level of obedience. How do I know that? Well, back to the natural. When I talk to my daughter, one of the things that I that I tell my daughter when it comes to listening to me, not because I think I know it all, but because I've been there. I went away to school for four years. I didn't work a job. Well, I did work here and there. But guess what? Every time it got a little bit difficult, I quit. And I was blessed because my parents would send me a little allowance every week. It wasn't a lot. It was not a lot. I drove a raggedy car. But guess what? I didn't care. Because for me, my schoolwork was first, and then it was my social life. I'm just being honest. And work interfered with that. But I could balance school and social life, because I do believe you need a social life um, to some degree, because without one, without an opportunity to just be you, you know, you, you can lose yourself. But God had to help me with that. I didn't have anybody helping me to balance that when I went to school. I'm a first-generation college graduate. My daughter is fortunate enough not to be a first-generation college graduate. I went to school. Her dad went to school. The diff only difference is, is I went away to school. So I know some of the challenges that going away to school can bring. I know the peer pressure and the things that you see other people doing that you want to do can bring. And every time I've tried to tell my daughter, you don't want to do this, you don't want to do that, guess what? She doesn't really listen. Can I be real? I don't know about you. Maybe your kids are great. Maybe they listen to everything that you say and all the guidance that you give them. 
Not mine. <laughs> Not to mine. However, after she's not listened, she's always had to come back and have a have a different conversation with me. And I said, I'm not trying to keep anything from you. Can I tell you that our Father in heaven is not trying to keep anything from us? He's not trying to keep sex from you if you're not married. He just wants you to be married, to have sex so that your marriage can be completely blessed. And you're not bringing all of that into your marriage. Right? When God says, you know, in quiet and confidence, be, you know, let that be your strength, he's not telling you that so that when somebody says something to you, you can look like a punk or you can, you know, uh, do this or that. He's saying that to you because he understands how quickly things can escalate when people are angry. He says that to you so you don't say something that's going to cause you to lose your temper or to lose your job or to lose your life. God tells us these things because he knows the things that we don't see. And so as I tell my daughter these things, I'm telling her things because I know the things that she doesn't see yet, that she has not put together yet. When God tells us that he hates divorce, he's not saying that because he wants you to uh, remain unhappy or so to speak, because, you know, remember, it's all about everybody's happiness. It's, he's not telling you that because he wants you to remain unhappy. He's telling you that because he knows what divorce does to family. He knows. And so as I tell my daughter these things, I'm not telling you this because I am trying to keep you from something good. I want you to get a degree. I want you to work. You think I want to send you my money every time? I really don't. I want you to have a social life. But I know that in this season in your life, if you just sacrifice for a little while, you will have that degree. You will have that job. You will have that social life that you want. And this will be just a small little segment of time in your life, but that comes with obedience. You have to listen to what I'm saying, and my brothers and my sisters, we have to listen to what God is saying. I know it may not feel good right now. I know it may feel like our Heavenly Father is keeping us from something good. You really want that man or you really want that woman. And it may feel like when God is saying no or not yet, that he's keeping you from something good, that he won't let you be great. But don't you know that God desires only for you to be great? Don't you know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? Don't you know that when you give, God gives you back, pressed down, shaken together, running over? 
came to give us life and life more abundantly? Don't you know God said that he would keep nothing, no good thing from you? Don't you know that even in your sacrifice, that God is working all things out for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose? Don't you know that God knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb? Don't you know that he knows the plans that he has for you, plans to prosper you, plans not to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and a future? We've got to know that we know that we know without a shadow of a doubt that when God says, my child, here's the book, here are the instructions, we have to be obedient first. And then we have to sacrifice. Why? Because the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Listen, people of God. If you have a friend that has walked in your shoes and you trust this friend and you love this friend and this friend tells you, hey, if you go around a corner, there are, some, there are some bears around the corner. You go around the corner, they're going to attack you. Don't go. Don't be that person that says, man, they, they, they are tripping. They're crazy. I'm going around that corner. That's the shortcut. Be the person that says, thank you. I appreciate you. I'm going the other way. But because sometimes we can be so stubborn, or sometimes we can want what we want so badly that even when we have people who come to us and say, don't do it, don't, don't, don't divorce your husband, some of us will still do it anyway. We have people who come to us and say, don't leave that job. You know, I know they're getting on your nerves. I know they're stressing you out. Don't leave that job. Some of us will quit anyway, and then we will wonder why years down the road, why we are left feeling empty, why we have those regrets. Because often we will look at that person and say, how are they going to tell me don't go around the corner and there's three bears that are going to eat me up? They just came from around the corner. How are they going to tell me and they just did it? Did you look at the rips on their shirts? Did you look at the blood on their back? Did you know that while they were in the midst of trying to get away from those bears, they thought that they were going to die? They didn't think they were going to make it. See, sometimes people won't tell you all of that. They'll just tell you, don't do it. Sometimes people will tell us all of that, but sometimes they won't. They'll just say, don't do it, because... They're trying to keep you from the pain that they went through. So I say that as we go throughout our weekend and we think about obedience to God and what God is really getting getting us to, trying to get us to do and understand. Be obedient to the Father. 
do what's necessary as you praise, expect, and prepare. Because in that praising, expecting, and preparing for whatever it is God told you was yours, you may be in a season of sacrifice. You praising God for the degree, right? You you're you're expecting the letter, right, to, to come in, in the mail that you've been accepted, right? And then you start preparing for that. You start thinking about in advance how you're going to create in your schedule a time of study. You know, you start preparing for um, you know, the money that you're going to need. You start filling out you know, grants and um, student loans if you need it, or, or you start preparing by working extra jobs and putting up money. But that requires a level of sacrifice. We've got to be obedient and we have to be willing to sacrifice in order to build our relationship with God. On this weekend, think about the areas in your life in which you, God has put it in your heart to grow, so you are planning, expecting, and preparing, right? Think about what levels of obedience and what levels of sacrifice does that require? What levels of obedience and what levels of sacrifice does that require? Then I'm going to give you one more example um, to make it plain. If you are believing God for a relationship, you praising him for it, you're expecting it, right? So you, you're cooking meals every day, you're, you're, you're keeping your house clean, you know, so, so you're, you're expecting it, right? Every, every day you're waking up with a level of expectancy. You're preparing for it. You know, you're looking good, you okay. You know, you're sleeping on one side of the bed so the other side of the bed can be for, you know, your new husband or your new wife. So you're doing all of these things. What obedience does that require? What sacrifice does that require in order to see that come to pass? Because if, if you're not being obedient, Meaning, if God says, go here, don't go there, go here, don't go there, and you're ignoring that, you may get a spouse, but it may not be the spouse that God has for you because you went there as opposed to going here. And then you sacrifice. What does sacrifice mean in, in that particular incident? It means that if you want a healthy marriage, then you make a decision that you're going to you know, uh, refrain from sexual immorality. Well, that really comes with obedience. But if it's that something that you're that you that you're used to doing, right? Then you you refrain from it. The sacrifice of you know uh, of having a spouse means that you can't just get up and go like you used to going because now the two are one, and so her feelings or his feelings mean something. You can't maybe hang out or have uh, friends of the opposite sex to that level that you had when you were a single man or a single woman. That's sacrifice, right? Because 
your your spouse may not quite understand, and sometimes, right, because temptation happens, you might fall into temptation. So as you think about the things that you are planning, expecting, and preparing for, think about the levels of obedience and sacrifice that they require in order for the full manifestation to come forth. I know I talked a little bit longer because, and, and I felt like I needed to because sometimes we need application to the word. Sometimes we need to know how does this particular scripture, how do I walk this thing out in my life? How do I help other people see how to walk these things out? Being a Christian is not easy, but it's worth it. It's fun. It is fun. Because I can be the real me. And I can go to God being the real me. And I can hang with other people who believe in God and who trust God, right? But I can also hang with people who don't know God at the level that I know God. And I can encourage them in their faith. Because they see the power of God and how he's moving in my life. And so when they say, good job, I can say to them, you know what, God did this. And sometimes they just look at me. But what's interesting is those who just look at me, when they see my joy, I'm saying when they see me being happy, huh? Notice, catch it. But when they see my joy, in spite of what they don't know, that all that's going on in my life and what I may be feeling, and they see how God is, is moving in my life, then they begin to inquire. And then I begin to hear them talking about God, or I or I get I'll get a text about them asking me to pray for a loved one. I'm telling y'all, there is something about letting your light shine. There is something about being obedient to God. There is something about honoring his word. Honoring his word. Honoring his word. There is something about honoring his word. And when I think about it, I just get tears because I am a witness that if you don't give up on God, he won't give up on you. He will not give up on you. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what it looks like. Don't give up on God because he will not give up on you. I love you all. Have an awesome weekend. I know I was long, but, hey, I'm wide awake now. At 7 o'clock, I might be struggling a little bit, but I'm up so I can talk all day. And I definitely could talk all day about the goodness of God. He's a great God, and I love him so much. I can't even express my love and my gratitude for everything that God has done for me. Sometimes I just sit back and I think, God, you're doing this for me. You made this easier for me? (laughs) He's a wonder, y'all, that he is. I love you all. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.
Monday. Bye-bye.